0: hi I'm Sadek
1: and I'm christian
0: and this is episode seventy eight of Shades of brown where we uh have a lot of fun, I guess this is the end of the year uh, n- not really any new news stories or new things to talk about, but sort of looking back on on this on this year uh I'm gonna start with some fun ones we're gonna start with best worst tech stories of the year uh so, so these are the tech stories that I you know uh, that happened and, and were like sort of like the worst ones like they were, for some reason. So the first one is the Supermicro Bloomberg story. Uh, now, this one was, was was a big, it's a huge deal, right? Like Bloomberg had like this. This was like the cover of their fucking magazine, right? Like they have a magazine in 2018. Uh so they had this little picture of of, of somebody holding a this tiny chip, which by the way is very misrepresentative of what, what something like that would look like. Uh so but that's another point. But at this point of the uh everybody has denied any sort of like fine like people like Supermicro themselves uh hired uh, third party investigators to look into their motherboards to find see if there anything was being tampered with or or modified to support something like this. Uh they did not find anything. Uh and there there's also like a breakdown of why this the story is very implausible. Like there's like, I think Bloomberg went looking for a story and the sources, like, they asked the sources questions that would, like, sort of, you know, lead, the lead, like, leading questions, right? When you, when you try to get somebody to admit to something, uh, but they don't really want to admit to it, He sort of, like, ask these questions that are, like, you know, leading. Uh, and it's, I think that is what is happening. So I, re- I recommend, like, you read this piece, uh, by Patrick Kennedy. Where uh, he goes down uh, goes into detail about why this why the story is is very like um, a lot of inaccuracies and a lot of sort of like implaus- impossible details in it that are not that, that are that are not likely to be you know like would make so that the story is mostly false. There might be little things in the story that are true, but most like, as a narrative uh, that Bloomberg is trying to paint here is is probably false, uh, which is a huge deal because uh like everybody has issued strong denials, right? Like Apple Apple had Tim Cook, right, uh issue a statement like and this is no joke. Like if this is a public company uh and if they're lying about it, that that's gonna be a big deal. Uh so it is multiple companies who were were supposedly involved, who whose whose hardware was supposedly uh backdoored came out and said that no, uh we looked into it and we didn't find uh anything. So that's, that's, uh, so I don't, i like, Christian, what do you think about the story?
1: This story, I feel like it's, it is what happens when you try and write about technology with the assumption that you're writing for people who don't know anything or care about it. So you have to take things out of proportion and you have to uh, simplify things just be so your audience understands when I don't think that's actually the problem, I think people are fairly capable of understanding some technical concepts. it's just that um most technology, as we see as we'll see later on as we talk about other companies, no one wants to explain how anything fucking works, so it becomes very easy to run a story like this where there might have been some you know faulty controllers or some tampered controllers that shipped on a motherboard, but because you don't want to be like, "Oh, um, this one chip that it's only supposed to carry data." you know, between like two, two, uh, like a CPU or something, or like, you know, like it's just intercepting some of the memory that's sent to Ram, right? Like you don't want to explain that. So you're like, it can steal all the information on this computer. And we have 10 national security sources who got it right. Like it's, it's a narrative. It's a, it's a narrative chasing a story and not a story chasing a narrative, and and the, and the weird
0: part about this is bloomberg is sticking behind it like they have like they multiple denials multiple third party sources have said this is most likely false and even one of the sources in the story uh was on a podcast said that uh, they, he was essentially mis, sort of misrepresented in the story about what he said, right? Uh, and and that's what it feels like. Like, And I, I don't understand why Bloomberg is standing behind it. I, I would imagine at this point, if they admitted that they fucked up, it would be a huge embarrassment. And uh, that would basically destroy the reputation of the publication. Uh, and they would be like legally liable, probably, for defamation suits in jurisdictions that have those. Right, uh, so it is like you know because like this stuff like this causes like you know stock market stock like if you're a public company your stock would probably drop, uh or things like that, and American companies are likely to sue in court for something like that. So yeah, like it's it's, it's kind of it's it's kind of weird. The next step we have, uh, rest in peace. I mm-hmm. guess or I, I don't know if you're celebrating or actually sad uh google plus is shutting down after not one but two data breaches there was another one right that recently happened uh so they announced that google plus is going to be shutting down i
1: need to say so this the most like or the most spectacular thing about this is google plus is having an expedited fucking shutdown like it was just like oh we're gonna turn this off because we don't want to manage our shit and then we're like ah fuck now we're gonna have to turn it off quicker I don't think I don't think I've ever seen a product from a major company um, be cancelled and then get an expedited cancellation because they fucked up even more
0: like somebody at Google was like uh, can we, can you get this shut down
1: faster, please? And someone's like, like another fucking speech. No, 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 this shit gotta go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I think April 2019 is the new date, right? Some, sometime in April 2019 is, is when, uh, Google Plus is, is shutting down for good. And now this is, this is kind of sad in some ways, right? Because, uh, obviously, uh, Google Plus, despite the jokes of, you know, uh, the 10 users on it, et cetera, uh, it was used by a fair number of communities, right? A lot of, uh, I think, uh, what was it? Tabletop communities, uh, like in you know, the tabletop role play, uh, communities, uh, used Google Plus and that, that it's, it's going to be a huge loss either way, right? Uh, and, and one of the things that I, like a lot of concepts in Google Plus were pretty good. Like, you know, the ability to have very long posts, right? Like not having a character count and having like, you know, uh, read more, uh, t- built in, uh, I feel like there were some good, good concepts in there, like the circle system that never got really took off because the way they designed it at first was very confusing and the UX was not very good. But it was uh, the the circle's concept is 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 still, I think, one of a very powerful concept. It's just that I think nobody wants to do the whole thing of putting people into categories, right? Like it's, it's it feels weird to do but i feel like we did, that could have been improved on but i think google plus like uh, when they started doing it they just decided to basically sideline that feature and put it in the background uh, uh Christian and I haven't used Google Plus in a long time. Uh, we used to be heavy users of Google Plus. Uh, that
1: was that was a that was another life of Go. Um, that was that was a different time. That's the show actually started. The show started what, during that period. So there might be some people still listening from then. And we love you. Um, you know, if you're not on Mastodon, that's cool. You don't have to join. You know, if that's a hot take, please don't at me. Um but I think. I think this, this story and the one that we're going to talk about next are just bigger indicators of like, not like social media hasn't been a story in 2018, but it's been like consistently the story because everyone is fucking up. Google made this shitty social network, um, because they wanted to chase Facebook, um, because chasing Facebook seemed like a good idea apparently because they want more data for more ads. And then you just have. Everything outside of photos, just being them chasing other platforms. Google Plus did not have original features, right? Like Google Plus is not an original thing, like an original concept. And the best bits about it, Google has killed all of them except photos. Because uh like hangouts shutting down is like another story that Google that's related to this, right? And and like but the weirdest part about it is like for all we talk shit about Google's chat apps. Hangouts was like the one that's used by the most people and is the, is the most, like yeah, like Hangouts is the least shit chat app Google has put out, and like people use Hangouts. It's not like Hangouts is Hangouts is not like you know a service that is not used by many people. It's used by people, people inside companies you know who have, who like you have the G Suite. They also use Hangouts, and it's weird that they're shutting that down in favor of like fucking RCS. I know they have Hangouts chat, but I mean chasing Slack at this point, it's yeah this, this go whole, google <laughs> this, it's like this whole year has been like google what are you doing right um google plus is shutting down there's you know uh the james the Moore thing the whole company's burning from the inside right now in spectacular fashion mind you um youtube has its foot up its ass and its head up its ass like most of its body's up its ass right now um and and it's just it's it's a weird place it's a weird place to be in um and and i and i pray that more uh, monop- anti-monopoly you know legislation comes google's way
0: yeah uh speaking of anti-monopolies uh facebook uh has been in the headlines uh a lot uh like multiple multiple exposés in the new york times at this point i think three of them uh so far uh you know we have we have talked about the the huge one that for the it had a nice title, uh, but I can't remember it. But Facebook has just been, you know, with the Cambridge Analytica scandal happened this year, right? The uh, the, the, the the New York Times articles about how uh, the executives think and how Mark Zuckerberg asked everybody to use Android. It is executive team, which
1: and is then like the most recent one, right, where um they just gave data, they let like Netflix and Spotify and Microsoft just read all your messages and get a bunch of your private data, and the name of you know whatever their agreements were. And the best part about this story, it's like these, co- like I think Netflix and microsoft were kind of like oh shit we didn't even know we had access to this with the apis they gave us which i probably is a lie but like i wouldn't be surprised because of how open facebook is being with sharing people's data um and this this whole year of of facebook burning and their ignorance around it um i don't i don't think that people are actually going to leave facebook in mass because i think I, for better or worse because of just hashtag capitalism right like these services are starting to become core fixtures in in everyday life, right? Like, I'm about to make a car analogy, and this is a valid one. And car and computer analogies are actually extremely good. So, um, that's my hot take of the year. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> please don't at me, static. Oh my god. <laughs> Specifically, you could I always complain about them, but like, you can't, you can't like tell people to like just make their own cars right and like and like you know not buy them for manufacturers and, I, and i'm starting to feel like moving off of big services is kind of the same thing um because at the end of the day if someone quits facebook where do they go like and please don't tell me fucking mastodon because they are not used for the goddamn same thing they are not similar services you could be like oh go to pixel fed uh pixel feds a fucking beta right now right like like this is no disrespect to the pixel fed developer but like that service is not ready to take the kind of scale that like instagram or facebook has same thing with like mass and audio services like decentralization is great but part of me feels like when that is not the solution to facebook is fucking up the solution to facebook is fucking up and treating its users like shit is to regulate it and to find it and to hold it like Accountable from a government standpoint, the solution is not. Uh, Whoa, man! What if you just ran a server and take like a hit from a, from a from a blunt? <laughs> like, I mean, and and like I say this a flub to people who run their own servers and do that. But I, the more the more this year comes to the close, the more I'm kind of like falling at it. Dis- like becoming disillusioned with the idea of like the decentralization because i think it's great in theory until we pass a certain threshold and th- certain technical bar where it no longer becomes a good idea for people it's, it doesn't solve problems and it has its own problems it shares problems with places like facebook because there is actually nothing in like mastodon or diaspora or all those that are stopping cambridge analytica from happening again no Your Mastodon instance owner could just be like, "Oh, hey, what if I just send a zip of you know my whole database to this company so they can you know process it further for their algorithms or some shit like that?" Right? Like, there's nothing stopping that. There is only the trust of users, and because we're just, it's so small scale right now and everyone kind of knows each other, that's fine. But once you move past like a town or a village and you go into a city, you need more. You need actual structures and you need regulations, which will not come from like the indie web and will come from government bodies, but. You know, I mean, government's fucking a mess right now, but it's at the very least, I feel like heavy handed regulations coming Facebook's way, Um, probably for the bad reasons, probably because every conservative thinks Facebook is, you know, going after them when, in fact, conservative media scores far better than any progressive, even like shitty centrist progressive media. So, I still think reg- regulation is coming, and I think that's the outcome of this because they just keep fucking up over and over and over again. And you can only go so far up your ass until you're like, I don't actually know where that analogy is going to go. <laughs> I don't know. I don't need to complete that analogy because I don't know uh-huh. where it's going to go. But oh. the point being, Facebook's year has been spectacular. It's been like a really fun train wreck to watch, but also horrifying at the same time because because you don't use Facebook static because you're 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 lucky enough to not use Facebook and most of your friends are like on discord or wire right yeah I on the other hand I like can't right like I there are people I talk to where it's either like I use 10 different chat apps right I can do if I if I wanted to stop using (laughs) Facebook messenger I would have to use blind cacao talk um maybe Skype for one person more discord I guess right and, or instead, I could just use Facebook Messenger and iMessage, and maybe like Telegram. And it's like, is Kakao Talk really that much better than Facebook? Is Line that much better at Facebook than how they're doing with their data? Is like it's it, we're on we're on you're on like a sliding scale of marginal shittiness, right? <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> sliding, <laughs> you're, sliding scale, yeah. Pretty it's much. like
1: uh, you have Wire and Signal, and then outside of that, once if you're not like fully end un- end un- encrypted. It doesn't fucking matter if like they're not Facebook, if at the end of the day, they can exactly do the same shit Facebook's doing. No, which is why like Facebook's year of just shittiness has just made me, you know, it's just it brought it's going to bring us more regulation, which is the good thing and the right thing. And that might make it so that people just stay on Facebook because now it's less shitty, which, you know, for better or worse, maybe is kind of the point. Right, like I, I mean, like I don't know, like, like once again, this is no judgment the people who don't want to use Facebook or find that their policies are just too, you know, not not friendly to queer folks or anything like that. Like that, there's, there's, those are valid reasons. But I don't think for like the broad, for most people, that it makes sense to just say fuck it and join your local game asset on instance.
0: The, the, there's, there's an argument to be made that the, the the whole concept of Facebook is is bad by itself. Like it cannot be improved. Like it is a failed. Uh, Failed sort of like you know idea like the whole concept of connecting billions of people across the world in one with one service is is a failed idea uh, and we are starting to see the ed, sort of like the the issues that crop up with that right the 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 lack of moderation that uh, that ensues because companies will not will not pay will definitely not hire enough moderators to even i don't even know if it's possible for a company to hire enough moderators to moderate a billion plus users but that's another thing right i I don't understand i don't know if facebook is sustainable long term like facebook as a concept uh well well, the
1: thing is right like I agree. So I want to just say, I personally, my, my view is that um, connecting the whole world is not that great of an idea, and then doing the more decentralized, um, federated out system for these services is a better way to go. I think that you know geographic places having their own hubs, and then you know interest based places, you know, sort of digitally having their own hubs. If you like, sort of spatially map it out, is is a better way to do it. But we live in a world where multi- where billions of people use Facebook and we have to deal with that right like you don't you don't walk back billions of people using facebook right like you can't once you for better or worse if the roads in the city are privatized or they're public you still are now replacing a bunch of nature and potential housing opportunities with four way with four lane wide highways right and you don't just turn that into trains, right? You don't, you don't go back from that. You kind of have to build around it, and you have to like make that shit work. And that's the problem with like Facebook. We have to find a way to make that shit work because it's already happening. And I don't know if everyone can just quit Facebook at once because even if a if a huge bunch of American folks use it, Americans are not the majority of Facebook users. No. And how not. do you convince like half the planet to quit a service?
0: that's true and also i'm I'm imagining like a city just like banning cars and replacing everything with like local trains Um,
1: that would never happen because people fucking love cars because i don't know they weird it's like ownership of property is like a weird thing that we're taught to be proud of culture fucking sucks
0: (laughs) god Uh, (laughs) uh, i mean yeah I, that, I was trying to segue to uh, the next topic, but that, that was that was not a great segue. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, video games, uh, but not not video games that suck. Uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. I'm going to start off with some good video games. Uh, the first one is is on my list. Uh, so this is this is like my game of the year for sure. Uh, it's Forza Horizon Four. Uh, uh, like I like I don't even know how to, like it's it's so good I don't even know how to say, describe it like it, it feels good to play mechanically like the, the systems are really good the world uh, is very beautiful and, and the game does not take itself seriously at all right uh, it's having a lot of fun with itself uh, it just released another ex- uh, an expansion which is which is good it's just more Forza Horizon 4 so I'm good with that. Uh, and yeah overall just like a a fantastic fucking video game which is and also no loot boxes I I should just like mention this like there are no loot boxes Uh, so you know uh, just saying Uh, Christian what do you think about Force Horizon 4 I think I know you also played that so
1: Um, so I've only played three games that were actually released this year this year so this whole section about video games goes to static because uh, this year has not been a gamer year for me so um (laughs) so uh forza horizon 4 is honestly one of my favorite games as well just because i the racing genre for some reason i don't even think people are burnt out on it i just think companies fucking suck at making them now Yeah, like it's it's weird like a good racing game does not go out of style right like i understand there's like a there's burnout with like you know team shooters now or Mm, maybe like military shooters but racing games are always good i I think what happened is EA killed
0: Need for Speed, right? Uh, EA, fuck you, uh, killed Need for Speed. And then there are no other good franchises that are like, like the big racing franchise, like Need for Speed was one of them. And that is basically dead in the water because, you know, EA. And uh, uh, Ubisoft released a racing game this year, but nobody cared, right? Uh, The Crew 2 came out this year. Uh, and I think everybody forgot about it uh, because it was a very forgettable game. So
1: if it's a if it's a um, racing game made by Ubisoft, do you still have to climb towers? I don't think so. Okay, know, like, how do you climb towers? With it's it's car? more of a joke I, about the Formula open know, open I world know. games, you <laughs> know, know stuff.
0: Uh, but yeah, the Crew Two came out, and that like that I like I played the original Crew game, like the first one, and it, it wasn't good. Like the driving, in it felt like I was driving through sludge for some reason. It it felt bad. Uh I, I don't know if the if the crew two is better in that regard, but I'm not I'm like not super interested in it either. Uh so nothing else. Like racing games are sort of like other than like extremely realistic simulators like uh a set of Corsa or something like that, uh like the Forza series, like the Motorsport and the Horizon games are like basically the only big racing franchise left at this point that is like you know successful and you know not totally shit uh which is which is kind of sad because you know racing uh used to be a bigger genre like arcade racers like you know burnout uh, uh used to be huge right uh, need for speed uh I, I think we're past sort of like the golden age of you know very good racing games. so i have
1: an idea here i have an idea here okay we started gofundme to <laughs> to make a new midnight club game Holy
0: shit. Oh, I forgot about Midnight Club, uh, Midnight Club 3, uh, Dub Edition.
1: Uh, Los was Angeles there. was good too. Uh, I feel like, I feel like everyone like, it's a, it's like a running joke on this podcast that all we do is just reminisce about Dub Edition. But, but you know, y- you know, I, I just want more racing games that are good because Forza Horizon is good, but Forza drives a certain way. Even if it's Horizon, Forza has a certain. We're gonna make it more realistic driving style. It's not. A, Horizon is the more arcade game, but it's still a Forza game. And driving in Forza is not for everyone. If you prefer arcade versus the the more realistic style, because they do make affordances to make it more arcade like, but it's still based off you know the same tech as the mainline forza series so i'm not like i i i would rather have you know like a strictly arcade racer like you know that kind of bouncy driving that's still fun
0: yeah like like a sort of like a burnout uh style game right like if I, if somebody read like if somebody like made a game in the spirit of burnout uh like you know i'm down uh that that, that that's that, that that would be something i would be very interested in i mean this,
1: honestly can we just get like EA loves reselling us old content, so why? So why can't? Oh, oh, no, we we need a remaster of Need for Speed Underground too. I don't know oh why that hasn't god. happened yet. I'm being serious. Oh my god! Why they probably that- lost
0: the code for it or some stupid shit like that. Uh, our, I don't think EA cares enough about Need for the EA obviously does not care about. Yeah, all EA cares about is like releasing a franchise, like like a, like putting out a game and it doesn't sell out. Then they shut off the studio. Like that's what EA does. Uh...
1: EA, it's not in the game oh my god <laughs> how many i wonder how many people listening will actually get that joke
0: uh, like yeah i remember uh playing a lot of uh you know one of the first games i remember playing was need for speed uh hard pursuit one of the first games uh, and I remember the EA sort of like you know the the whole slogan thing burned into my mind because of me launching the game for a billion times. So yeah, rest in peace, Need for Speed. Uh, unfortunate, but that's where we are. Uh, moving on to the next game. This one is is my sort of like uh, favorite as well, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, I, I talked about this already, but I I just think that it is it's a solid so it's 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 very much leaning into the more rpg style of uh assassin's uh of video games it's more mass effect than it is the older style of uh assassin's creed so you have like character dialogues uh dialogue options rather uh and obviously gear is here like gear scaling and stuff like that uh gear levels uh from origins is still here uh overall it feels pretty polished uh Cassandra is a fantastic character, though I have I have I have some qualms about how the story panned out towards the end. Like the the, the three main sort of stories, how they ended, where it was not it was not great. Uh, so that's that. Uh, Spider Man.
1: Oh wait a second! I have something about Assassin's Creed that I. Oh okay, go on. ahead. Okay, okay. So yeah. I don't think this game technically is Game of the Year, but the more I think about Assassin's Creed and how Ubisoft is making these open world games. You know how, like, 15, 10 years ago, Final Fantasy was, like, the pinnacle of a formulaic RPG? I think, like, Assassin's Creed is this generation's Final Fantasy. That's an interest. I mean... Th- like, yeah. because... Mm so while well, obviously each game's different right like each, yeah, each assassin's true, creed game is I, different I, I I, but there's like a it. baseline yeah. formula that it keeps going back to that people like right and i'm not like i'm not even shitting on it i'm just saying like from sort of a design standpoint i think there's a lot of similarities to be brought between assassin's creed and final fantasy specifically in how it's always a you're just a random person who breaks out into this bigger world story right like even with once, especially once Assassin's Creed got past the first three games, that interconnected story, and now that the background is just more of a back setting for the actual story that takes place in that time frame of the game, it's sort of like you start off as this person who wakes up in like is very small scale, and then the world just opens up as you go out. And like the narrative expands to become this over-encompassing world narrative.
0: Yeah, yeah that's that's pretty much how Assassin's Creed uh, games have been after the sort of the uh, the trilogy, the uh, the NCAA trilogy ended. Uh, like the, mo- the the modern day stuff has sort of slid like uh, out of importance, and basically, like there's a lot of arguments to be made that Ubisoft should just get rid of the modern day stuff entirely. But they seem hesitant to because there's still like people who really care about the modern days. You know what's
1: the best way, though? The best way for them to get rid of it? What if they went to the future and created their own history? Basically, what I'm just saying is that we need an Assassin's Creed game set in the future with a memorable boss that's present throughout the entire game and has dope-ass boss music and has really weird hair.
0: (laughs) Sounds like a Final Fantasy boss, but... uh, Exactly. uh, Oh, my God. Where 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 is Dancing Mad but for Assassin's Creed?
1: Thank you thank you for recognizing that Dancing Mad is in fact <laughs> is in fact objectively so the best Final Fantasy boss theme, and Sephiroth is just mainstream trash. Oh thank you and good god. night.
0: Oh my god, <laughs> we're not having that fucking discussion in this in this podcast. But yeah, uh, Dancing Mad is is a good good uh, good piece of music. Uh, so I'll give it that. Uh, but seven-winged angel or whatever uh, is is also pretty good.
1: So. One one-winged angel Sephiroth oh, has one wing. Uh, have you not that, played why, with Kingdom Hearts?
0: I I have not. I've never played Kingdom Hearts. I w- will not play Kingdom Hearts. Uh, but I, I don't know for some reason I thought it was seven-winged angel. But you know, uh, that's that. Um, uh, next up, uh, this 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 was actually a surprise game. Of the year, like sort of, sort of one of my favorite games was, was Spider Man. Uh, I remember when they announced this at E three, I was like, okay, this is just gonna be uh, another superhero game. But when I when I, I just, like I picked it up and I was like, holy shit, the movement in this game is amazing. Like I've not I've not played a uh, played a game where the movement system is so fluid and like it feels extremely natural and you feel great just traversing the world. Uh, the story is written very well. Like it's it's a very mature story. Uh, like I was I was actually sort of it broke sort of stereotypes for me where I, like I expected the story to be you know a little bit campy right like a little bit corny, uh, but you know it, it delivered a sort of like a mature story with like a good sense of humor uh, and you know serious themes that were handled you know with care and it was it was a pretty good story and uh, the fighting was a very sort of ability-based and Arkham-style combat, and that's fine. I I, I do enjoy that. Uh, Some people don't, uh, like, I know some people are sort of burnt out on that style of combat, but uh, I'm good. Uh, The rest of it, like, it's 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 pretty generic sort of open-world structure, like, mechanically otherwise, right? Uh, And which is not a big deal like i enjoy open world games and it the 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 world that they portray over in new york city uh is is very good uh it's fun to move around but yeah it is like it it has ta- it has little signal towers that you have to unlock to reveal the map or whatever right it's, it's doing the whole tropes but the rest of the game is so good that you don't even like you know notice the the sort of open world uh tropes going on uh so yeah uh, this one though i should mention is is a ps4 exclusive so you know take that as you will
1: uh well i can't take so, it at all because i don't have a ps4 uh, <laughs> uh i, I, I kind of wish you could go, you got
0: to play this game because this game is i think you'd like so, this game i mean i would love this uh, game
1: because i did in yeah. fact play spider-man 2 all the fucking time on my ps2 and if it's a better version of that with the web slinging mechanic that's all i care about that's all i need in my life but um i I apparently made the wrong choice because in 2018 we yeah, saw yeah. consoles exclusives. <laughs>
0: consoles, yeah, console exclusives still the ps uh still has the better exclusives. You know,
1: gamers, <clears throat> sorry, gamers, we need to unite against console exclusives. <laughs> Rise and grind, gamers, let's get this bread. <laughs> uh, on to
0: another console. <laughs> moving on to another console exclusive. Uh, this time also PS4. Uh, God of War uh or as i like to refer to it as dad of war uh is to be honest like i think this game was very good but also at the same time i don't think it was very memorable for me personally like i think it's because how early in the year uh it came out uh sort of the way i played it uh like i like i remember some story beats that were pretty good uh and sort of the interaction between kratos and his son uh are very well done and it's a very mature story and the sort of the general narrative uh the the world like the gods uh is very well done but like from otherwise i like i I think it's just a very good game that i don't remember much of at this point which is is interesting christian do you have any thoughts on god of war have you do you like god of war have you played any of the other games i've never played a god of war game
1: but i i'll um like Games I played but don't remember much about is should be like the name of my Steam library. Oh my god.
0: Uh, like I remember the only God of War games I played was was the one with the ones on the PSP,
1: right? Uh weren't those remakes? Were f- I know there's like one game that came up. I thought the rest were remakes I, of the original. I
0: don't remember if they were remakes or not, but, but I they were very good games. Like uh the PSP versions were pretty, pretty damn good. I played there were, I think two two games on the PSP. Uh, I don't know if they were like, if they were original stories or they were like side stories or they were remakes, but they were very pretty good games. Uh, but I wouldn't like, I'm not like the thing is the, this God of War game is like mechanically completely different from the way the older games played, right? It's, it's a complete departure from the way the characters are and sort of the way the combat is. Uh, so. So, it, like, uh, like when people, when they showed this game off for the first time, everybody was like, wait a minute, this 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 looks very different from the way God of War used to be. And, it, it, and I don't think it's a bad thing. Uh, the old way of God of War, I don't, like, I picked, I have, like, one of the remasters on PS4, like, of God of War 3, and I tried to play it, and I was like, I'm not, in, like, I'm not enjoying this anymore. Like, I used to be able to enjoy that a lot more when I was, like, a teenager, but uh, these days I don't know. It just lost its appeal, like that old style of uh, God of War combat. But yeah, that's, I would recommend it. If you have a PS4, like God of War, Spider Man, like very good. Like if you like comic book story, if you like Spider Man, uh, I think you should check that out. Uh, And next up, uh, this one is pretty late. This one I just started playing, uh, four hours in, uh, is Hitman 2, uh, in the same style as uh, Hitman 2016, right? uh excellent game like the new levels are very well done and it it continues improving on like the formula that they they started with uh in 2016 yeah it's just like it's it's just a very like it's 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 a video game that knows it's a video game and doesn't pretend to be anything deeper than that it it just it just does it just does the sandbox it does the whole like you're in a little uh clockwork machine thing and you just get to mess around with the parts sort of thing uh
1: okay so screw. i i have a question here yes you've you've only played this for four hours i need I, we need some hashtag accountability because how does this hold how does four hours of playing one game get it onto the best games of the year list like i'm just i, I i'm like i'm more interested in how you that thought process you f- are
0: few sort of points there uh first is like i don't i don't think time played is, like the amount of hours is, is like necessarily relevant i think mm. because uh it is like the amount of enjoyment you get out of it is, is something also to be considered, but also like, I just like, I, the Hitman was like guaranteed to be a success for me because it was like when I played 2016, uh I was like, this is, this is fucking great. So I just picked up Hitman 2 and I I imagine it's, it's, it's like mechanically it's very similar, but there's just like subtle improvements in how the UI is at the UX and like sort of like the, General, like they have added some features where you can, you know, hide in like in terrain and stuff like that, uh, and small things. But it is base; it is basically Hitman 2016, but a slightly uh, improved version of it, right? They even have the old levels from, uh, like 2016 in this game, right? Uh, if, if you own the 2016 game, you also get the levels with it, with, with Hitman 2. Uh, so like, I, like, like, I already like, 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 I'm, it does, I don't have to play like. Like forty hours to know that I enjoy this game because I'm already having uh, a ton of fun, uh, and I, I enjoy. What I, but there, it's one of those few games that I enjoy playing and also enjoy watching other people play. Is because it, like you can do all like I want to like see other people play it because you know I want to see how they tackle like you know various challenges like or how they tackle disguises and or how they. How they what sort of routes do they take and what sort of how they think they should solve the level, stuff like that. Like, it's a very cool game to watch and it's also a very good, co- uh, fun game to play and explore it. So that's why uh, the next up, uh dead cells, Dead cells is uh is this, is what you call a rogue light, right? It's not a rogue like, it's a rogue, rogue light. Uh, I think there's a distinction to be made there. Uh, but Dead Cells uh, came out of early access this year. And honestly, if, if you, uh, how do I describe this game?
1: Uh, um, it's, it's like a light version of Dark Souls. I've never played the game or actually heard of it. So um, I, I don't, so explain this game to me as someone who's never played it and, is told and does not have the link open for it. Because I've actually never heard of it until now because I, I don't check in with games that often.
0: Uh, okay. So dark, uh, Dead Cells is, is more like a Metroid. I don't know if, if I call it a Metroid, like you explore a level, like the various levels, right? You have to progress through the levels, right? Uh, each level. Yeah. So it's in, it, in, it, in Steam, right? It is tagged as a Metroidvania, right? Uh, so it like, it, it inherits some properties, you know, from the Metroid series, uh, which, which I can't really speak to because I've never played a Metroid game. Uh, but it is Metroid-like. Uh, it, its combat is very—I—I uh, I, I can't, can't find a comparison point. But if you watch like the Steam trailer or like uh, just some gameplay video, you—you you get a feel for the combat, uh, and the combat feels very satisfying to do. Like the the feedback for the combat—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, 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 it's sort of like Dark Souls in that way because it the even in Dark Souls. Uh, like the feedback for the combat that like the weapons have a certain heft and certain uh weight and uh, effect to them and which which is sort of uh, vis- uh like present in this game as well uh it has a decent uh enemy variety and like decent ability like you, a lot of the game is based on using uh abilities like abilities and traps uh so you can have various builds right and so since it's a roguelite uh once you die you start over from the beginning but you carry over your progress right uh like the weapons you've unlocked like the weapon unlocks are permanent right uh and the, the like say you get upgrades for uh the amount of health flasks that you have right so the amount of times you can uh regain health so yeah like it is it is it is uh and, and the art style of course is is, is a pixel based uh, graphics design and it's it's pretty pretty good. Uh I put about four thirty-six hours into it. Uh and it's one of those games that you just like you can just like do a quick runoff, right? Uh, and just you can just pause and leave for the day. It's it's nothing you have to commit to, right? It's, it's pretty cool. Uh this came out in uh it came out of, it was in early access for a bit came out in August. Uh and there's also a switch version uh if anybody's interested uh it's out on switch. Uh I heard it's it's uh, the situation is all right. It has some performance problems, but otherwise it's fine. Uh so yeah, it's it's, it's it, okay. So you mentioned Dark Souls and the game's description on Steam actually mentions 2D Souls Light combat. So I take that as you well.
1: uh. want. Two D Souls Light, that's going on my Tinder profile. Oh my god. You're banned.
0: Oh my god. It's the
1: listen, it's the end of the year show. Um I haven't played half of the games you've talked about. I got to I got to I got to make jokes somehow.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to take you uh, I'm I I have talked basically this entire segment. so I'm going to take let you talk about the next segment uh which is which is sort of the worst like sort of the failures of games this year. So uh, the uh,
1: bust of of the so we're going to start off with um Fallout 76 is the biggest bust of the year because for as pretty of a phase that Todd Howard has optimization is not in his tinder profile that was the, probably the worst joke i've ever made wow i'm banning myself from jokes i i'm sorry todd please 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 don't at me um but those in all seriousness fallout 76 is the biggest bust of the year because the game's hot trash um there are a lot of people who are saying you know fallout 76 it's despite its performance problems it's fun to play and i don't doubt that i'm pretty sure some redeeming aspects of it but it's 2018. If a game costs 60 bucks and on consoles and mid spec PCs can't keep at least 30 frames per second, it's not acceptable anymore. Like, like if you, if you just can't hit performance, like don't, don't ship the fucking game, stop shipping shit unfinished. Right. Like it's Bethesda's its own publisher. Who, who, who is, who is Todd reporting to? Uh, I would imagine Zenimax, uh, Zenimax is
0: sort of the overarching, uh, Company that owns Bethesda game studios and the publisher, I think. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I nine.
1: guess, but it's still, it's just like use another engine or don't ship it. It's like none of those are my problems for the reason why that game came out shitty. And they're just like, oh, these bugs are great, and it's like, no, no, Bethesda, you don't get a free pass anymore. If 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 Skyrim's two, which is obviously the next Elder Scrolls game, is just going to be another remaster of Skyrim. <laughs> If Skyrim Two does not run at sixty frames per second, like I'm not going to buy it because at this point there's no reason there, there's there's no reason for games to not be performant in into 2018. And so I I understand if like say maybe the network stack is a little bit weird because you know dedicated servers are expensive or if under like extreme combat and like if you have like a bunch of players on screen at once it will dip a little bit because you can't always test for that that is fine but. If you're just walking and you turn around and you get like a ten millisecond frame stutter for no fucking reason, that game's not ready to ship. And the thing is,
0: and 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 the thing that's there's no reason to buy these buy like Bethesda open world games is because everybody else has surpassed Bethesda. Like like when Skyrim came out at that point in time, it was it was sort of impressive to have that sort of open world, right? Because not not everybody uh like other game companies uh developers have not sort of like caught up to it at at that point but right now you have so many good open world games right Uh, well actually
1: what what compares the skyrim and fallout though i don't i actually want to fight you on that i well to not fighting you on the fact that you say you shouldn't buy bethesda games don't buy bethesda games but for that post-apocalyptic open world first-person shooter environment that there is no replacement for that and the same thing for like i I
0: didn't mean like the specific like theme why? i meant in more in a general uh sort of genre of open world games there's, there's a lot more polish in the in the open world genre than it used to be right like there's like a lot of like very good open world games that come out with like uh even like even like developers like uh like you know like horizon zero dawn last year right was was top notch uh and obviously you have uh the staples from like uh, the like Far Cry Five, which as as boring as, as garbage as the story was, it's 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 mechanically it's it's, it's perfectly fine. So Ubisoft is, is has nailed down their open world sort of formula, and Bethesda is still doing the same shit that they they did with Skyrim, uh, Skyrim all those years ago. And my and my overall point is that Bethesda is like not improving on 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 what they made in, in, with Skyrim. Right. They are just sort of sitting on this weird stagnation stagnated engine that's that can't keep up, uh and is 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 not able to make transition into their the always online sort of world that they want to make.
1: Uh so it's like um Bethesda is a lot like the next bust of the year, which is Telltale. They can't approve their engine and they're repeating the same formula over and I, over again. And
0: they went out of business. Oh. Mm uh did
1: yeah so i don't know like i don't think well firstly i need to yell about um telltale as well i just want to yell about something real quick is that um funding for the last season of the walking dead has came in and uh apparently the new episodes will be coming out starting next year but as far as i'm aware and what i've seen from twitter uh there still haven't been paid severance and oh dues to the people who got fired from telltale so uh fuck skybound
0: yeah, yeah, that's that's that. It's unfortunate. It's, it's one of the sort of sad, like we talked a lot about video game labor. I think the last couple of weeks uh, where we talked about the video game union uh, and sort of Rockstar and sort of uh, like the uh, like the the Kotaku story uh, and stuff like that. So it is important to remember like like a lot of labor related stories this year as well. So the to so go read those, take a look at those. Uh, the next bust uh it's more of a joke really because it's kind of funny uh I don't know it's not the funny game hasn't people, even came
1: out yet. it's just the, it, it's the just game a, hasn't
0: even come out and it's a bust so it's it's amazing uh it is it is the announcement uh of Diablo immortal at BlizzCon twenty eighteen uh now let's let's sort of set the stage here right let's the sort, of, sort of stage to why this was a big like sort of like a big disappointment was because Diablo 3 is sort of long in the tooth, right? Everybody uh, wants a new mainline Diablo game, right? Everybody wants Diablo 4 uh, or whatever. Um, and instead, we get, instead Blizzard announces a mobile game, right? Uh, at, at BlizzCon in front of, I would imagine, a crowd of their most dedicated fans, you know? Uh, you announce something that probably... I mean, the thing is... The thing is if they if they announced Diablo Immortal and then they mentioned hey this is this is our mobile game, but we also have a mainline title coming soon or something like that I think they would't have a big deal but the, the, the thing that sort of made this really bad is it sort of turned into a joke is is like the the presenter uh at BlizzCon was visibly like a, flustered and angry and i don't blame the dude the dudes the dude had a very uh unenviable task which is he he was up on stage trying to present this game right and he was trying to sell this game right and none of it was landing like the crowd was dead like the crowd was not crowd was was not pleased and they were not clapping uh and please clap, please, please clap for our mobile game. Uh, but yeah, and and the guy was just, was just, you know, I, I like I'm not like, I'm not like blaming the guy for getting angry or anything like that's, I think that's a pretty normal reaction to that. Uh, uh, and like, and, and one of the things that made it a big joke was, 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 uh, there was the guy went, like, I think at the end of the, like there was a Q and A session, I think at the end of this presentation and one of like, and, and the guy just went, don't y'all have phones? <laughs> and that is is I think the the meme the Blizzard games uh, like in every Blizzard subreddit uh, is talking about is is don't y'all have phones uh, in reference to people not in not liking this announcement. Uh, and I remember like the one, like there was somebody at the Q&A who literally went up and it says, like, is, is this a big joke? Like, is this a troll? Is this like, is this Blizzard trolling us? Is this this? And yeah, that's, that's, that's Diablo Immortal. And it hasn't even been out. It's in development by, uh, there's also like far controversy about the developer stealing something, but it wasn't actually true.
1: Uh, one of the controversies that this is like, this is like a reskin of one of their previous games, but the problem is all of their games look like reskins of their previous games. Oh my
0: god! Um, so that is, it's being developed by NetEase, which is uh, which is Blizzard's longtime uh, partner in China, right? Like the NetEase is sort of like their Chinese partner because, uh, like, when you, if you're publishing games in China, I think it requires some, like some sort of. Uh, partnership with uh, with a Chinese company. Well, I think so it's Net-E- like it's
1: more efficient, right, to have a partnership of a Chinese company. Yeah, yeah
0: that's true. Yeah, so the Netease is Blizzard's longtime Chinese partner. Uh, so Netease is the developer of Diablo Immortal, uh, and there was like a yeah, like yeah. So that's that's that. Like I don't know if if you have anything to say about Diablo. like I've, I've I have no interest in Diablo, so like it, it, this story is basically uh, all about the jokes. But you know, uh, I
1: um. As someone who is not religiously and morally against mobile gaming, like I think a good portion of our audience might be. And I think like in general, a lot of uh, PC gamers are Oh my god. Like I know I I, I mean I'm I'm like half shit posting because or like half joking because we were just kind of talking shit this episode, but at the same time, I don't think mobile gaming is inherently bad. Like, for example, the new Supercell game, Brawl Smash or Brawl Stars, is actually fun to play, even though it is very gotcha in terms of its uh, mechanics. But it's like, it's still a fun game to play. And I actually this game looks like it will be a fun little thing to play and I'm not against playing games on my phone. So I'm actually okay with, you know, trying it out when it comes out. And I do think that even if it's developed in partnership, it's something that blizzard has a certain quality standard with their games that even though they drown them in, um, you know, microtransactions, it's still like, you know, it might be pretty fun, but, um, it's just the presentation was just was terrible. and yeah, the whole it, story it, was it, just it, kind of funny.
0: Just, it, it's just that yeah, the present the sort of I think the the whole PR it's it's a PR disaster, right? Like we we don't even know the game's not out yet. We don't know what, like what like what it's gonna be or how it's gonna be when it comes out, et cetera. But like the whole like the all initial PR disaster was was poorly poorly timed, right? Like the way that it was announced. At a at a, cr- at a crowd that was not going to be receptive to it, right? Uh, that was that was definitely the wrong crowd to announce that to, right? Uh, that's uh, this is just poor poor PR and poor timing. Uh, so yeah, like that's those are the worst games. Uh,
1: so um, next what we're gonna do is it's, I think it's a lightning round of gadgets. Because I, I don't I don't think we we've we've we. A lot of some of these stories, we don't really go into depth of, a lot on, especially when it comes to, like, tech poll and stuff, just depending on how, what where it sits at. If this is, like, a, an ongoing story, right? We tend to focus more on gadgets and shit, because I guess it's just, like, kind of, like, making fun it's, of computers yeah, is fun, fun and, yeah. like, it's also, like, I think in terms of all of like the tech stuff that me and Sacko are up into, I think like physical gadgets and software are like probably the peak of like shit we fuck with, and then some of this other stuff is just on that you know on that axis of shit we fuck with. So we're going to go the lightning round of a lot of things we've already talked about on this show, but we just want to revisit. And so starting off with the bust, bust number one, bust of the year, the biggest bust that's ever come out of Google. Um, I could have phrased that better. Is the Google Pixel Slate. Um, and this is a bust for one simple reason.
0: Who the fuck use who the fuck is this for?
1: Is is the Exactly. Bust? That is that is the reason. Um I think we've talked about it before, and I'm not gonna go too hard on it, but it's uh, basically it's a Chrome OS tablet that runs Android that runs like trash. Um and Google needs to stop finishing shipping unfinished software. And speaking about unfinished software, bus number 2, the second biggest bus to come out of Google this year, still need to work on my phrasing, is Wear OS because Wear Aware is Wear OS. Wow, that's oh, I think I think scraping call- the bottom like, of the barrel I mean, for jokes.
0: T- t- to, to be a bus. <laughs> I think even Google doesn't care about Wear enough to be called the bus. Like it's like it feels like Wear OS is barely existing, right? It's just like I don't even like Qualcomm released like some rebranded some old Snapdragon chipset for for wear os this year or some shit did did any new devices
1: come out i think like one or two new devices came out but it's still all trash the software is still not great um and google doesn't want to pick a pixel watch for some reason even though um no one's gonna make a good android wear device oh i'm sorry wear os device until google makes it and that's why it is a bust now our next bust is uh facebook's been has has been a year of bust, but this is their this is their hardware bust their hardware bust is the Facebook portal device, two of them, the small one and the big one are both bust and this is because no one wants physical hardware by Facebook, especially when uh it has a camera on it and you know uh Facebook promises it's not gonna abuse your privacy but it might yeah, but but we found out i think shortly thereafter that it it did you
0: know, sort of spy on you in, in certain ways. Uh and also say it followed you around, which is just a tad bit creepy, you know just maybe maybe don't launch a product uh, with a camera that follows you around in the in the same year that you have the you know, massive or, i mean scandals. like in
1: in general maybe don't make cameras that track people around, but that's just me um speaking about something that keeps tracking you even though they say they're working on it microsoft and windows 10 windows 10 is a bust for this year because every windows 10 feature update that has shipped this year has broken something and been delayed the october update remember how that turned into the uh (sighs) november early december (laughs) December update, update. (laughs) (laughs) and then earlier in the year we still had problems so um yeah like Windows 10, I think it's getting better, but Microsoft needs to take an Apple-like year and just really focus on software quality, which I think they are. I think there are, but um, what that means is hire QA testers, Microsoft. Yeah,
0: and also remove my people. I think they're removing my no, people.
1: No, the my people is going away. So, oh, um Thank God. Can we pour one out for my people? <laughs> <That> pour one <laughs> My people, the feature that I, I'm just sad because now we can't make jokes about my people. Where are my people? <laughs> that's gonna be like that that has to be the title of our next windows 10 review where did my people go i'm so lonely (laughs) how will i ever get in contact with my people panos um so speaking about uh people-based things the next bust is doing productivity on the ipad pro because people just can't
0: Shout out to Federico.
1: Uh, Shout out to Federico, the one person who's made it work. Uh, big up to everyone who's tried to do real work on an iPad, but it doesn't work. Um, and you might be saying, aren't you contradicting yourself? And I may be a little bit, but at the end of the day, like this new MacBook Air that came out, you can get more work done on it than the iPad. So it's a bust because it's a bust piece. Apple said it could do more than it actually does. And it's also bending. <laughs> Oh yeah,
0: yeah. That that's more recent story. It just start. It just came out. I think was that there are certain manufacturing defects that bet pro. Uh, and next bust is more a general theme, I guess. Uh, every major social network, uh, Twitter is has fucked up uh, all around the year. Facebook, obviously, we mentioned this already. Uh, what else?
1: Instagram Google is Plus. fucked up. He's a yeah. Facebook product. Google Plus is gone. Snapchat is Snapchat, so they're always doing, you know, shitty stuff. Um, Mastodon has, like, only one feature that actually matters this year has shipped, which is the delete and redraft feature. Oh, actually, my apologies, two. Um, delete and redraft and a filter system does not require you to read an O'Reilly book oh on, on an intro to Regex. Regex. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> what's book? this? <laughs> slash, slash, star, star, Ulu oh slash oh I don't actually God. know regex. Please don't tell me what that would be in proper regex. I don't want to know. <laughs> um, Yeah, like PeerTube refuses to support a code of conduct because that's like for the progressive people, I guess. Like, I don't know. I actually I there's there's so much like it does not matter if you're in a decentralized world. If you just use like centralized services, everyone's kind of being silly with the choices they make. And we all suffer as a result. And um like our privacy also suffers as a result. Um our next bust is um is is it like a reversible one? Because it's USB type C. <laughs> oh my god. It's a bust that... and it's a good thing. Because oh uh, while we're still in Why type C dongle thing? hell. We're also um Thunderbolt 3 is fucking amazing. <laughs> so it is good and bad. Uh that's which is honestly everything in computers nowadays um so what's the good shit good shit number one usb type c because it's you know thunderbolt 3 is my my boo um dark mode in mac os mojave is good because it's like t- it's dark dark mode in <laughs> windows 10 has gotten better also it's, it's,
0: uh, yeah i mean it's not great like the dark mode uh in explorer exists now which is good uh which is great uh but yeah, like I I still like the light sort of lighter grayish dark mode that uh macOS uses rather than the full black one, right, in, in uh in, in Windows, right? Uh, but Windows is also another problem is that you know applications are not gonna support it and et cetera, et cetera.
1: But um Yep. And next up is a Xbox games pass. And why is this a good shit? Because like paying 10 bucks a month is kind of like way better than me buying games. And someone might slide in and be like, but you're devaluing the game market, blah, 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 blah. And then I'm just kind of like, so like I get the broad economic consequences of having a service like games pass where it devalues content. It makes it harder for businesses to make money off of that content. But at the same problem, same time, sorry, none of that's my problem. Like, it's like it is games pass is better for me um than it is for corporations at the moment and i'm and i'm okay with that uh maybe the market will respond right and wind up with more loot boxes and stuff but i don't think i don't think subscription based stuff is is going away from games if anything like this this hellscape of all always connected online oh my god imagine Imagine if Destiny Two had a subscription, monthly subscription fee. with microtransactions. Oh my god, fuck! Don't, uh, oh my god, I, I, different tiers of subscriptions. So tier one, five dollars gets you base game access with expansions. Tier two, fifteen dollars base game access with a bonus of two times XP everywhere you go and four loot boxes given to you every month. Oh my god! Welcome. Um, that's that's my. This is this is not video games. Um, oh oh my video games what if this what if video games turn into theme parks where they have annual passes that cost like $700 what if what if video games move away from an ownership model to a time model so you pay for a ticket to play it for a certain amount of time
0: oh my god why are you why now, now this is gonna all happen it's it's gonna be yeah alright uh, speaking of good shit more good shit uh, iOS 12 came out this year and iOS 12 was overall a pretty good release uh, mostly some small features right mostly bug fixes and
1: quality of life features and uh new notifications that's why it's sitting there yes yeah, um yep yeah, yeah. and you know you know shout out to android uh uh pies you know notification channel stuff i didn't put it on the list but i'm gonna shout it out but i will also deduct android from the list now because google has failed to ship duplex so therefore me never putting it on <laughs> the list was a valid choice to make <laughs> uh. and lastly just so this episode doesn't run long we have two things in the wtf lol <laughs> number one is our privacy am i right which is no oh longer exists oh
0: um
1: and the last the last one the this is the biggest bust of the year um <laughs> this is the bust <laughs> to end all busts. is intel's release cycle because intel what are you doing the answer uh, to that I question don't, is I not don't much intel knows what the fuck is going on remember because their ceo got fired for like Sleeping with sleeping. like an, an accountant or something like that. Yeah, like he slept yeah. with someone who was below him in the organization structure, so not without a CEO. Um, which like like I don't like don't shame the anyone for sleeping together, but like definitely when it comes to you know, with someone in power over you, like that becomes yeah, a the, problem with the yeah. power structures. So yeah. like, yeah, that's like a that's a sticky mess i really need to change my phrasing i'm so sorry <laughs> oh but with that that has been the year in tech um, yeah yeah
0: and this is, is i think this is going to be the last podcast released this year right i think because the way this works is uh the next week's podcast would you record on on, on the new 30th
1: uh, new year's eve or the day before new year's eve new
0: day before new year's eve uh so it's so it's not going to be released until sometime uh, in the first week of January. So this is this is going to be the last uh, episode this year, uh, and we have we have kept a good pace, I think, uh, of episodes mostly weekly. We've taken up a few breaks. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, but- no,
1: yeah, this, this year's been a good year for uh, the podcast. It's been a bad year for tech. Um, it's been a so. Let's actually end with this all jokes aside because we've we've just like talked shit for the past hour which is fun which is like i love doing that um have you kept to your tech years resolutions <laughs> did you did you did you set any because no I, I don't think i did <laughs> well has your computing time like has your computing life ex- like improved in the past year
0: yeah actually that's i think it has i, I have
1: uh not even in terms of so- physical hardware right but like how you use computers do you think like you're, you're more favorable towards them than you were a year ago
0: yeah like honestly i've i've i sort of focused down onto the under the uh, like like computers that I really care about right like like the desktop like i like i talked about the desktop upgrade but not uh hardware side, I'm sort of like improved uh on that front like I sort of feel more comfortable with with the hardware and then the software that I use on a day to day basis uh like yeah computers I mean, like i'm not like i i think it has certainly improved uh a little bit. I don't think it's all bad. Uh I'm still on on the side of portable computing, I'm still like I'm still confused as to what to do with my laptop because I barely use it anymore because I don't need to, uh, etc. Stuff like that. But that's that's another discussion. Uh question, so how about you? How how do you feel about computers this year?
1: So my 2018 computer resolution, the computer's years, New Year's resolution, the fuck I want to phrase that, is improve like how i use them so like stop adding more or new things into the mix and just make better use of what i already have and to be fair i have i rarely i have no social media apps on my phone um i mostly have like productivity ones and a couple like video apps and i i think like cutting frivolous bullshit out of my time which there is a time and place for frivolous bullshit right like that's fine but for me i've always like i've turned my computers more into like a place to fuck around with to being like something that's task oriented, right? Like there's like, there's, I I have the, I have a workflow set up and I have like software that'll let me do what I want to do with my laptop. And when I'm on my phone, I have, I have, a, I have like workflow set up and I have a way that I'm really comfortable working with to get that done. Right. And it's efficient. And I think, you know, building that out is something that's really good. And that, I'm kind of speaking in vague terms because that's different for everyone, right? Like you use your stuff the way you use it and you might have different keyboard shortcuts for stuff. You might be use your phone differently. You might be okay with 10 million chat apps and not just like one chat app, right? Like you might, you, you, it's it's all about how you want to use it. And I feel like taking taking ownership and more control of how you use your computers versus letting them like it just sort of I don't want to say I like, control you right because they don't really control us but I think they sort of they by design um, try to teach us some behaviors that might not be the best or more efficient way to get something done for our own specific ways of working and I think sort of reclaiming that and finding your own uh, you know like workflows and and styles of working within you know the computers you have is better and will make your time using them more fun right like I I I don't know. Computers are like shitty but also great and uh I fucking hate this industry. Like just honestly. Yeah. I I I enjoy I enjoy software. But like the tech industry I hold no love for anymore. Um but with that though, I think I think we're good to wrap up. Like um, have have a good new year. Um, yeah, before
0: we go though, uh, we should mention uh two shades of brown obviously, uh, where the podcast and the, and the show notes are gonna be uh, contact at two shades of uh, send us feedback. Uh, and you can find me on Mastodon at static safe at mastodon.zombocloud.com and Christian where can people find
1: you? People can find me online and because even though I talk trash about Mastodon, because mm-hmm. it's centralized, I cannot be banned ever. I um, <laughs> chose find at 10 forward dot social for the end of time. I will be on that. Um, but until next year. <laughs> yeah. Until next year. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. God. Oh, this whole episode has been an hour long shit post.